please note, we are not giving expert medical advice. Our content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. If you do need to talk to someone, please look in the show notes where you'll find helpline phone numbers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five of We Are All A Bit Mental. It's a chat show where we aim to question and challenge the rather wonderfully complex and often slippery subject of mental health. I'm Neil Harrington, and as always, I am joined on our virtual Chesuez Longuez with Lynn Ferguson, Brandon Block, and Chesney Hawks. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. And it's hello from me too. In this week's show, we're picking up from where we left off last week, guys, with our guest Cliffhanger, right? That, that was... Uh, oh, Cliffhanger, <laughs> that's right, yeah. Did you enjoy man. having Cliff as Lovely a guest last, last week? <laughs> remember why that came up oh it was that thing of if i was called mrs hanger and i had a child i'd call it cliff that's right yeah and then if i had a daughter i'd call her coat (laughs) he's always late isn't he never on time if the listeners listened to last week's show episode four you will understand that gag and if you didn't you won't (laughs) and go back and listen to the other one yeah go back and listen what were you doing for God's sake. We are, of course, talking about continuing on from our guest last week, Heston Blumenthal, and our subject of food and nutrition. Uh, we simply couldn't cram everything into one episode, so this week we have the second part of our interview with Heston, which will be coming up later. Um, Ches, I want to come to you next, because as we have established in a previous episode... Well, one thing we established was that you were the hellraiser with the marrow. <laughs> we did. But the other thing is you're quite a dab hand in the kitchen, aren't you? Oh, God, yeah, that's right. Chesney, weren't you on MasterChef? Weren't you on well, MasterChef? I mean, technically, you guys are talking to... <laughs> you guys are talking to a MasterChef semi-finalist. No way! Yay! Did you get to the semi-finalist? No way! In, in reality... <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I could really live up to that handle. Especially especially given our esteemed colleague that we're talking to today. And and also given that we're on uh, I'm talking to Lynn. I Lynn's cooked for me on many many occasions and it's always delightful and I don't believe I've ever cooked for her. No, so. I know that I literally right now I'm sitting bearing a grudge. I'm like you cheated. <laughs> You literally well, were semi-final in MasterChef. You've never even made me a sandwich. <laughs> I did some wonderful things with your marrow, though. <laughs> well, I, I've, uh, you're not the first to have said that. <laughs> I, I accepted uh, to do Celebrity MasterChef uh, a few years ago, and but I, I'd done a couple of um, you know reality shows in the past where I've had to learn things. Like I did my Dancing on Ice, and I did like the games where I learned to high dive and and all these sumo wrestling, which is another story. <laughs> I'll go into that another time. I actually beat Craig Charles in a sumo wrestling match. No, no way. Yeah, yeah. He won't admit it. So if he's listening to this, uh, Craig, you're wrong. I did beat you. So anyway, my point is, I thought that MasterChef, having never seen the show, I thought that you, I was going to learn to cook and then I was going to, you know... Share your cook, skills. Share my yeah. skills and cook for, you know, for the show. That's not the case. And I'm, uh, I'm mates with... Hold, hold, your, hold on for a second. I'm going to just clang for a oh, minute. Hang on, get ready to pick it up. Yeah, you ready? I'm mates with Jamie Oliver, right? <gasps> <laughs> so anyway, so I was having dinner with Jamie and uh, he, I told him that I was gonna, I'm doing MasterChef and he's like, you, you doing what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm doing MasterChef and he said, but you don't cook. 
I was like, well, yeah, I'm going. Obviously, I'm going to learn. He said, that's not how it works, Ches. You've got to be able to <laughs> so, so, bless him. He helped me out. I don't count this as cheating, but this is why I say technically and uh, practically. Basically, he let me um, kind of tail his head chef at his restaurants for for a, a, a week. So I learned. Literally, this was only a week before I started filming. So I literally learned everything I needed to learn. Uh, including like how to make certain signature dishes and like how to make a roux and li- little a things room, like that. I was going to say yeah. roux, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. From from the wonderful uh, Mr. Pooley, who is uh, Jamie's head chef, and uh, who's a wonderful man, Steve Pooley, and uh, and so I literally kind of that's how I did. It. So I, it was all in my head when I when I went to the first episode, and uh, and I managed to kind of bluff my way through to the semi-finals. There you go. That is amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. Now, some great feedback that we're getting from you listeners. Uh, It's about ridiculous habits. Lynn, you shared in episode two the importance of change because we are such creatures of habit. And Brandon, it was your botched top tip at the end of a previous episode that has sparked (laughs) this off. Is that the parking one? Always driving to the front of the gym car park. And and we've had a few messages from listeners laughing um, as they do that too, plus some other interesting habits have come in. (laughs) So listeners, please keep sending in your own contributions on this because it's becoming quite fun. Uh, But Brandon, uh, pick one first. Will you? So no surnames will be mentioned uh, to protect your identities, people. Lisa, who always does the same thing as me, goes to the front of the gym car park, but then she says if it's raining, she would actually pull over for 10 minutes at the front, <laughs> go through the messages and calls, hope that the space may become free. Then sometimes, if after 15 minutes it's still raining and has no space, becomes free, she just drives off and goes home. <laughs> <laughs> so That's a workout in itself. <laughs> Well done, Lisa, for doing that. Um, yeah, thanks, Lisa, for that. I've got another car-based one, Andrea, who can't bring herself to deviate from the sat-nav route once she's uh, commenced. She will always opt to sit in traffic jams over rerouting, no matter what. Any deviation from that stresses her out. I get that, I get that. I can, can relate I to that. Can I jump in, though? Because, Andrea, have a listen to episode two where Lynn talks about change right and just changing little things because if you've got it ingrained in you that there's just something you won't do i think the other thing about change is that you don't have to like it right like when you do those little changes you can still have resentment at the end resentment can be your prize so for example (laughs) if you like i always put my milk in my tea after i've brewed the tea but if i did it where i put the milk in first and then did the tea right then i could resent the and result you'd, you'd be crazy yeah well i would be but you know that i would be open to the idea of change and then i would also be like see i was right mm. <laughs> like it just you don't have to like the changes that you make it's yeah. just that it, it sort of refreshes it. i was going to say i've got a food related one okay which is always interesting right yeah. adrian see what you think about this right adrian has to always 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 eat his full english breakfast in a certain order That's my dad. He does that. (laughs) Toast on the side is administered throughout. Eggs, beans, and mushrooms go first (laughs) together, right? Right. So it's eggs, beans, and mushrooms first, then bacon on its own next, and then the big thing finally is obviously the sausage, the comedy (laughs) effect, right? Because you always end on a sausage. Good plosive. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel about that? Like the order of eating? Do do you guys do that? My uh, father. 
he he will always eat everything very separately. So I, I'll eat like a normal person where we mix it up and that's about the flavours and everything else. <laughs> so my dad will always eat one thing, then the next thing, then the next thing, and the next thing, which I always thought was odd. And then my son does exactly the same thing, <laughs> Casey. Oh. So it, it must be something in, uh, in the genes there because he does exactly the same thing. Where's the fine line between habit and comfort and OCD, for example. I guess if panic is involved. Like, uh, in one of the episodes quite recently, uh, we were talking about food problems, food issues, and Brandon asked me how I knew that I didn't have a food issue. And what I said, I think, was that I don't really think about it, that I don't panic about it. I don't panic about the presence of food or no food. I just, like, eat when I need to eat, right? Mm. And I think the thing between... Habit and comfort is that we have an order of things. Do you know what I mean? We have a thing where you put, do you put your socks on before your pants? Or do you put your pants on before your socks? Like we've worked out our own way of doing things that we adapt to. But I think OCD comes in when there's a panic about change. I mean, mm. I'm not, I'm not a, a medical professional, but for me, if I know that I've got a problem about something, if I panic about it being the other way, mm. right? So I'm a little dodgy with driving. I don't like driving because I, 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 I don't really know why I don't. Because I, I, like, I've got a dry, clean driving licence in two different continents, but I still get a bit kind of, oh, right? So I would say I probably have a driving issue because I have what I would say is an invisible friend when I'm um, in the car. And my invisible friend is the thing that tells me to be concerned about stuff that isn't really concerning. So I think maybe the difference between habit and OCD is whether you have an invisible friend or not. Right, lovely people, it is now time to pick up from last week in the middle of our chat with the lovely Heston Blumenthal. Just a quick reminder from where we left off, Heston is passionate about trying to help us change our relationship with food and the lengths he goes to to raise our awareness is quite astounding. I'm just going to jump in quickly and uh, take a moment to warn the listeners that we do briefly touch on the topic of the humane slaughter of animals. Um, It's nothing gory or detailed, and really the key word in that is humane. But uh, just in case you're feeling a little bit sensitive uh, about that topic, we we thought we'd give you the heads up. Anyway, over to uh, Heston. You know, I think there's the stuff that we put in our body which is, which is important. Yeah. But it's our relationship with what we put in our body, which is also important. And I think that, for me, most nutritional approaches to food are judgmental in some shape or form. And I, we don't actually have, a, a, like at the duck, we don't use a lot, of, a lot of meat. But all the meat that we use, I've been to the farm, I've been to the abattoir, mm. I've been with the farmer to see the animals have gone through the process. And yeah. there's a... A venison supplier who's in um, Downpatrick and Ireland said something really interesting to me. So he he he's he got the avatar on it's it's they're, they're wild and he fought for two or three years for the with the local authorities to allow the venison because they 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 um, they kind of go in pairs. So get them in in pairs and he, and I think he got that. There's that what who's the what's that woman's name that's got uh, Asperger's? A very famous. She's she's she does the Temple Te- ex- Exactly. Temple, Temple Grand. Grand. Yeah. And um, so they, they and, and I, I stood there with these two deer trotted in and it's sort of like a nautilus um, circle they go through and it was green wooden paneling and, and then they get in and then, and then from above, 
there's two people with a stun gun on the top of their head. So they don't, they don't know anything about it. And he said, I, it was something real, I thought it was a fantastic way to put it. He said, I felt before I went into this, if I couldn't in principle kill an animal for the purpose of eating, to eat, to eat it, I didn't deserve to eat meat. Yeah. And for me, I thought that, that was a really interesting thing. So uh, certainly, I mean, I, I feel a lot, but since I've been here in, um, in France, the local town, the local shops, there's only a few of them, the fruit and veg, you don't have the choice of the, there, are, there is a supermarket 20 minutes away, but the fruit and veg is within a kilometre of the village. So it's subject to the same energy, the sun energy, the wind energy, and it doesn't live in a house like I do, but the connection between it, and it might be also psychological, but it is, there is a, there is a lot to be said in, in, in plant-based foods. I mean, yeah, there is, but it's not, just for me, as long as it doesn't get judgmental. Yeah. Nutrition it impacts on mental health, but so your relationship with food impacts on mental health even more seriously. So um, for years, for since a kid, I've had a sweaty head. And I, I've, tra I've, I've trained for, I've done exercise, Basically, with a few big, few few year gaps, all my life I kickboxed for 17, 18 years, and um, but I still had a sweaty head. So it got so it's like um, the worst superhero strength. I could tell the temperature <laughs> of a room between nineteen and twenty four degrees within half a degree because of what my head did. And, and when I was, we had a restaurant in Australia, I knew the temperature of all the airlines because I couldn't sleep. So for me, um, 18.5 to 19 degrees. And I, I walk around with a thermometer. And then I thought, thinking about evolution, our brain is 2% of our body weight. It takes up 25% of our blood and 60% of our glucose. Now, I don't know how busy my head is compared to anyone else's, but I know sometimes my head gets really busy. Mm. So I wondered if my sweaty head was anything to do with busyness. Uh, and, and a friend of my um, son's dad was a, a psychiatrist. And we had dinner all together. And he said, I think you might have ADHD. And I said, well, how can I have ADHD? I've devoted maybe 100,000 hours to, to focusing on food and cooking. He said, that's classic ADHD. If you find something you love, you just hyper-focus. So I went and had, <laughs> I went and had the, the, the test uh, and I think to, on the test, it's 20 is the, is the borderline. And I was 62, I think, or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then I had my serotonin levels measured, our ECGs and EEGs. And, I, and then I had a time taking Adderall. And in fact, being diagnosed, I don't think there's a connection between ADHD and creativity. I think ADHD is, is also, uh, people with ADHD have a, have a frustration with their relationship with time. It <gasps> wow. is a very big, a very big thing with ADHD. Yes, that's that's me. It's, yeah, and maybe that's why my restaurant system was so precise because it's. I hate. I I I really don't be, like being late. But if I before I'd leave the house five times. I'd run upstairs 
to get something, come down with an armful of stuff, a watch that I thought I'd lost six months ago and forgot what I went up for in the first place. And I still run out of the house with one, one shoe in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The way I describe it to people is that time, for me, one minute to someone else is like 10, 15 minutes to me. So it's so interesting you uh, saying yes. the relationship uh, with time. No, I, I think it's a really big thing, a relationship with time. And to calm, I, I found that I've got, I've, so I've got some techniques that I've, I've sort of developed. One, I exercise a lot now. I, I think I have to do it, but it's it's a bit torturous because I look at the, if I'm on a, let's say a running machine, for example, weights aren't so bad. If I go out on my bike, it's, it's not so, it's okay because I've got nature. But if I'm in one of those machines, I'm thinking, right, I'm going to do 40 minutes. And I look down think hopefully like eight minutes have gone and I've, I've had 40 seconds. Yeah. And the more I try not look at it, the more, the more obsessed I get about it. Um, meditation um, yes. makes, makes exercise, meditation. Huge. Um, funny enough, the three things that I got most obsessed about in my life was uh, martial arts, cooking and table tennis. Table tennis. <laughs> yeah. Apparently those three things are right up on the list. I didn't know for people with ADHD. Cooking is, is really good because when you go, I found you need a framework and discipline, but not too much. If it's too much, filling in forms, admin is a just balance. a balance and, and dealing with the frustration. And, I'm, and the problem with ADHD, actually, it's a problem fitting into society, the linear systems of measurement and the schooling systems of society. So yes. kids think they are, uh, you know, I could, I could claim mentally handicapped, men, mentally disabled um, allowance. Well, I'm... I wouldn't change me for the world. I mean, there's things I, I wouldn't want to do again in my life, but I don't regret them. I'd rather not go back there. Thank you. But... Absolutely. Um, and I think that there is much more... Uh, people with ADHD have a much higher... That apparently have a higher chance of uh, Alzheimer's and, and dementia. Oh, wow. Can I just say before... To, to go back to the thing I said at the beginning about positive thinking. Yes. When I said I think, I think positive thinking is bullshit. I love that. <laughs> Uh, because <laughs> what I meant was, we're human beings. We negative think. We negative. We think negatively. Um, yet that gives us the opportunity to work hard to be positive. So thinking positive and being positive aren't the same. Aren't the same thing. And there's one word in the English language. I'm sure there's another one, but the only word I can think of that has no opposite. And it is in every single thing, in, out the planet, this universe, another universe, pre-life, post-life, every single thing, in a cloud, in a mountain, in a human, in a story, in, a, in music, in everything. Potential. So I went, I hated my telephone. I didn't like the intrusion and I, the technology and frustration when I logged on, I got a Kindle, and, uh, um, and when and and no, not Kindle. When I got my, I was going linking on to some meditation app on my phone, and it said, "Is this Heston's Heston's iPhone number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight?" I, I've, I've broken them, I've thrown them in ponds, and then I got to a point where I thought, <laughs> "Hang on a second, Heston." Hang on a second. These telephones are amazing pieces of technology created by even more amazing beings, human beings, from the planet. 
Maybe what I should be looking at is my relationship with the telephone and not the Your telephone itself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice little penny drop so moment good. for us all. So right. Now, we need to get on to the music aspect of the show, but yeah. just before we do, I have to mention your sweet shop trolley. Yeah. Uh, this thing is just an unbelievable creation. It's astounding. Uh, we haven't got a huge amount of time, Heston, but it would be a crime not to touch on this briefly. But before you get into it, uh, just check this out. Now, in previous shows, we talk about social media. Uh, Brandon, we've talked about trolls and trolling. Well, there is a YouTube video of Heston's Sweet Shop Trolley. Uh, when you watch it, the level of detail and creativity, it will just blow your mind. Now, it's got hundreds of likes. However, someone has given you a dislike. <laughs> They've gone online and gone to the trouble of giving you just one thumbs down for this incredible invention. Brilliant. You've upset someone, that's for sure. You can't please everyone. My, one of my metaphors was excitement for excitement was feeling like a kid in a sweet shop. It was the first bit of accounting you did. You had some coins in your pocket. You went in, the door opened. Yeah. In my sweet shop, in my mind, we had... There's a the ding-a-ling-a-ling in the shot of the sweet Get shop. some flying saucers and some <laughs> yeah. bottles. Exactly. Do you buy? <laughs> do you spend it all on the one chocolate frog, or do you buy a load of uh, bazooka bubble gums and flying saucers yeah. and eggs <laughs> and stuff? And yeah. so I, I, when we first put the lab up, I got a, I, I went onto some I got a website probably doorbellsaras.com, and I ordered one of these old-fashioned bells, put it on the lab door, and every time you walked in, it went ding-a-ling-a-ling. By lunchtime, someone pulled it off the door because it because it <laughs> there was so many opening and closing Annoying. of the door. <laughs> so we then got. I did an animation. It's on the Fat Duck website. Takes you through a menu, and it's pure imagination. You know the the soundtrack Willy from Willy Wonka. Yeah. And we got Gene Wilder gave us permission to to use the track. And then at the end of it, it goes dark it goes black and the idea is you just imagine and john hurt is the shopkeeper so he takes you into come in come into my swing there's a creaky floorboard and there's imaginary sweets but there's five sweets in that that he mentions that will link to the sweet shop so you so then we had this um it's like automaton made so there's a history of uh, in the palaces of, of of dolls houses being made so we found a company took four people eight months to make this it's the, it's the fat dark the windows are like Zeiss glass the, the sweet jars every little sweet in the jar is handmade there's a little tiny thing of liquid nitrogen there's a bedroom in the little pitch roof at the top and there's a load of drawers but when you it's the house you, and you turn the handle you'll see it on the video the duck goes around and teaspoons go around and the house opens up to expose these old-fashioned drawers and then there's a coin slot so somewhere in the meal you'll find a plastic 50p piece and so wow. <clears throat> we'd had the chairs, uh, the coins linked to the chairs. So if you were the, got the coin and uh, you could you pop it into the sweet shop and the doors, the drawers do a dance, little dance, and then one drawer pops out and that's your drawer. And um, <clears throat> that's it. That, and it, it pops out and then uh, inside uh, the smoke we kept I worked with a perfumier to do the smell of a sweet shop but we couldn't use it in the it's got the smallest light bulb in the world apparently and the <laughs> the, the the smell that came out of the sweet shop um, we couldn't really use it in the restaurant because it smelt on the next table in the end but right. uh, then in the bag we've got 
We've got these aerated chocolate bars. We've got edible Queen of Hearts, thin white chocolate playing cards with the thinnest jam tart insides. We're from Alice in Wonderland. <clears throat> We've got salted butter caramel tasting of apple pie with cellophane, that you, it's edible cellophane. Um, and we've got an ox choc, which is based on the original chocolate bar. So it's like a Mars bar with, with Wagyu beef in it. Wow. Uh, and then you take that home with you. That, that, that's it. <clears throat> that's it there. That's a beautiful um, thing. That's amazing. It, and all, all, the, all the roof tiles are handmade, individually put together. I nearly, these four guys that made it, incredible, but it nearly broke them, I think. <laughs> It's, it's, it incredible. is incredible, Absolutely and there incredible. you go. So, um, yeah, check it out, people, online. Type yeah, in um, Heston Sweet Shop Trolley. It's astounding. So you actually wheel this to people's yeah. tables, is that correct? That's the, that's the sort of the sort of petty for the thing you get with your coffee. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it comes in a, in a pink and white paper bag, <sighs> Sweet Shop bag. Oh, wow. Oh, Brilliant. Absolutely insane. Let me stop that thank screen you. share, gang. So let's jump on to the music aspect of the show, Heston. We've, we've kept, thank you for giving yeah. us so much of your time. I know, I've loved it. Chez, over to you. Yes, Heston, every week we do, we have our little musical interlude. So we have our guests choose a song which, for whatever reason, gives them a happy emotion, takes them to somewhere, uh, somewhere nice or, or, you know, somewhere in their past that they kind of feel good about. Yeah. You've chosen a song for us today. We're not allowed to play the original version. So I, I came, I actually was on a flight from Boston last night, came in the middle of the night and uh, found out this morning that, um, your song so I, I literally dragged myself out on three hours sleep and came in and recorded a version of it no <laughs> so, amazing I, I did yeah it's a bit ropey and it's just uh, me Chesney give me that any day <laughs> so this is Heston's choice of his happy song I heard this song that you've all heard probably thousands of times and it sounds it's a bit poppy but it actually encapsulates all the things that I uh, we've, we've been talking about so laughter storytelling Memory, the hero's journey, mm. we're all heroes. Uh, it's stop trying to, you know, have competition or ch following others, others watch and embrace your shadow. Um, you're your own god, basically. Embrace, I put embrace the shadow. Can't take away my dignity. That might give a little bit of something away. Uh, it's sort of loving yourself first. So like you take the oxygen mask out on the, on the plane before, because how can you love every, anybody if you, can't, if you can't be loving to yourself first? Uh, the only thing I don't really agree with, the, but, I, but I might have read it wrong, it says it's easy to achieve. It's actually <laughs> it's not one easy, of the yeah. most impossible <laughs> things to achieve. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to play this. This is fantastic. But the words, the words make me cry. Heston, for the listeners, your song, uh, tell us what it is. Okay, it is Chesney Hawk's version of <laughs> The Greatest Love of All, and it's done in the middle of the night which is incredible very quickly <laughs> as well and please just listen to the words it encapsulates everything we've been talking about I believe that children are our future teach them well and let them lead the way show them all the beauty they possess inside Go give chase. them a sense Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. Everybody's searching for a hero. People need someone to look up to. And 
never found anyone who fulfilled my needs A lonely place to be So I learned to depend on me I decided long ago Never to walk in anyone's shadows If I fail, if I fail fist grab this one, at least I live as I believe No matter what they take from me They can't take away my dignity Because the greatest love of all Chase, I like that song better hearing you sing it than well I've done, ever mate. liked it I think because of the introduction from Heston too, it was Heston's like, fault. Yeah. There was a great rawness in there that as well when you sung it. it was, that's uh, jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> everything in there, everything in that song we've spoken about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about loving yourself. It's basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we definitely need to stay in touch regarding National Farting Day. Keep us informed of that program. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love that, by the way. Thank you, all, all of you. Thank you. Just come on again, mate. Yeah. Come and join us whenever you want, bro. Really. Yeah, okay. I'd, lo I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Oh, Thank you. We yeah. love you, Thank you, all of you. I can't wait to see you again. Positive thinking is bullshit, right? Positive thinking <laughs> is bullshit. That's nearly it then, folks. I'd like to think that Brandon has a top tip to share at the end of this episode, but we've got no chance of that as positive thinking is bullshit. Is that right, Lou? <laughs> it totally is. It totally is bullshit. No, 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 no. You're exactly right. Uh, no top tip from me. <laughs> but I do want to let you know about next week's show, everyone. We'll be talking about the subjects of success. A big, big subject. Ches, an episode you'll really look forward to, right? Yes, I am. I'm particularly interested in, in how we measure success and how we all define it. So, yeah, really looking forward to exploring that in next week's show. We hope you've enjoyed our show today. If you could tell a friend about us, we would be very, very grateful. Um, or give us a share on all the socials. Go to we'reallabitmental.com. Uh, we would very much appreciate it. And also just a reminder that if you do join up to our mailing list, either on the socials or at our website, weareallabitmental.com, we can send you all the bonus material, uh, exclusives and funnies. You get the full-length episodes. There will be a full-length version of the Heston interview. We've got a full-length uh, version of Shlomo. And you also get the naked stuff of Brandon as well. So uh, you know, <laughs> it's win-win. The bloopers are particularly <laughs> worth it, guys. Do it for the bloopers. Yeah. It's all Brandon. Yeah, Brandon and his foot long, right? And please keep sending in your stories and life experiences. They're magic. We're getting some brilliant letters through about your personal battles and struggles in life. And we will be talking about those and using them for inspiration in future episodes. Uh, so thank you for listening. We look forward to joining you again next week. But until then, I've been BB. <laughs> He's been Neil Harrington. He's been Chesney Hawks. She has been the lovely... Lynn Ferguson. Oh, bless you. And we are all, what are we boys? A, A bit, bit mental. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to We're All A Bit Mental with Chesney Hawks, Lynn Ferguson, Brandon Block and Neil Harrington. Written, produced, directed and engineered for Source Productions by Neil Harrington with plenty of help from Lynn, Brandon and Chess. Mm -hmm.